Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Geek Apocalypse Podcast, and if you're listening to this for the first time, and think, why Stephen is he speaking so quietly? That's because I'm doing this really late at night. I don't want to upset any of my neighbours because I was supposed to do this at the beginning of the day and then I realised I hadn't done it so I think I want to release this as soon as possible so I'm talking really really quietly but nobody say anything because obviously this isn't going to be released uh, on the internet for anyone that can possibly hear it at any time and uh, be widespread release so people can listen to it of course not so you know everyone keep on the hush hush and just keep it all a little secret okay um, but welcome this is your first time listening Um this is obviously Gay Podcast. Podcast has been running for a fair number of years. I'm your host, Mr. Stephen Hesse. And this episode is with my good friend, Mr. Ricky, who uh, does the co-hosting for this episode on the odd occasion and does a podcast called Mentally Sound with us, which is uh, on uh, once a month on Spice FM on every second Friday, 12 to 2 p.m. Our next show is this Friday, uh, which is the 10th of November, 12 to 2 p.m. If you type in spicefm.co.uk, you can listen to it live or type in Mentally Sound on iTunes, you can find it. And uh, yeah, um, this episode originally we were supposed to record on uh, Halloween, um, but we I got bombarded by trick or treaters, and uh, Riggy wasn't last minute unable to do it, so we did it on the fourth. So a lot of our conversation talks about bonfires, uh, bon- as in bonfire night, guy folks, people who aren't from the UK. Uh, where we celebrate by putting a whole host of fireworks and people setting them off um, when they haven't got the ability to. Uh, it was quite annoying. And my dog going insane. Uh, my dog Lister doesn't like fireworks, uh, and I, he, he's clearly like his owner because he's in the same ballpark. So uh, it's quite irritating. So yeah, so uh, we talk about that. Uh, we I tell some very embarrassing stories because of the fact that I'm going to be thirty in on Sunday. Uh, which isn't a uh, fun thought, but I'm going to try and uh, enjoy it as much best I can. Uh, so I, I tell some stories that, in one particular story, that I've never told anybody. Uh, there's only one person in the world that knows it. Uh, so I hope that uh, resonates with some people. Uh, we talk about um, World War because of obviously Remembrance Day is coming up soon, and there's a World War show on a World Show, a, a sh- program like a documentary on Netflix, I should say, um, called World War Two in Color that I'm watching a lot. It's really good, and it kind of you know reiterates the, the the terrible situation that we found ourselves in during that time. So I recommend it for anyone that does a lot of original footage um, of obviously like Adolf Hitler and Stalin and uh, Winston Churchill and that kind of thing so um, you know that got us thinking about that um, and a lot of random tangents that you would expect from a Geek Wallace podcast if you've not listened before obviously if you regularly listen to you'll expect such a thought uh, it's a little bit shorter than usual because we're pressed for time so about an hour, just over an hour um, but yeah I hope you enjoy it uh, in terms of the next episode I'm hoping to have my sister on being that I'm being 30 but I need to ask her about that and obviously I'll keep you posted about that and at Geek underscore Apocalypse and at David Ricky uh, but this is our hosted enjoy Thank you.
problem. Cool. Um, so like I was just touching on, I just we just we obviously kind of talked before the official record, and even though I'm recording everything, um, is we I did say in the 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 pod, last podcast I did that we were going to do some sort of like Halloween thing, but then that uh, didn't quite work out. Um, so we're now currently talking on the fourth of November, which is the day before Bonfire Night here in the UK. Um. So I guess like the if so that's actually a good disclaimer because if anyone who listens to this hears any you know odd explosions in the background I'm not like making any you know bombs in my uh, flat well, or anything. It feels like it feels like bonfire night tonight. I know, yeah. Night, so. Well, yeah, because it's I think the the problematic thing that we're having is uh, the bonfire night is actually taking place on a Sunday, uh, as in a weekend. So I think people are taking that opportunity as an excuse to just have. I mean. Uh, Ricky might correct me when I say this, but as far as I can tell, within about a month of bonfire night, people use that as an excuse to stop fireworks because I've been hearing uh, uh, I've been hearing as many as like you know three weeks ago, you know at least. So that seems to be a common uh, a theme here in here in uh, the northeast where we're recording. Uh, what's it like for you around your end? Like, is it is there any? It's pretty loud, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. I mean, uh, just on a quick sort of tangent i mean yes um regard we've chatted two soldiers <laughs> on men sound haven't we yes very and, true uh, some of the, the i know that the um the so the sort of expat vet community have, have actually sort of said that um ah yeah they, they want to they want sort of bonfire to be watered down and, and people and want people to take regard do you remember when we had ian on the ian driver he said that you know You'd get idiots who would come and put like rockets in in soldiers in um, letterboxes. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. thinking of that today, um, and generally got a bit scared, like because um, I heard some fireworks like right outside my door. I'll go. I'll not finish your thought, but like I was just saying that today because it's funny because uh, Lister's quite like he's heard fireworks before and got a bit frightened. Lister's my dog for those that are not uh, maybe listening for the first time, um, and um, so uh, there was some right outside my door it seemed like and i started to panic going like i generally started to think should i go and get some duct tape and then duct tape my letterbox because i think i was probably thinking about that story that you told me but um, there are there are yeah. fireworks that gen- i don't know what what type they are but they do generally sound very i don't know what the phrase is but bomb like <laughs> I mean, grenade like, like yeah yeah, yeah and, and it's uh, you'll be walking along and you'll be you you'll, you'll send you a judder and you sort of walk around thinking what the f was that forgive me for laughing but the reason why is because my brain went to you know when you went i don't know what the word is and my brain went fucking dumb <laughs> <laughs> that's what i honestly think about fireworks is that really they're for people to be kind of just completely idiotic um i don't really get uh, the only appeal i ever have and they have it has to be like a really authentic like festival or like party or something you know like you, when you see like i always go my go-to thing is when you see sydney harbour bridge on the tv when they celebrate new years and how amazing that looks but like supposedly that's like hundreds of thousands of australian dollars are spent on that you know that's where fireworks can look amazing but a guy, a guy with a bloody um, wheel or a sparkler or a little tiny rocket that he tries to, you know, sort of shoot up the arse of his cousin or something, you know, he tries to, like, I just, like, get really fearful, like, and you hear all these stories of people who, you know, 
lose fingers and you know because like they 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 don't they hold on to the firework too long or they don't know how to do it properly and like my dad used to do it in the back of our yard when we were growing up in our house and I used to get terrified. I'm like, I didn't understand why I wanted to do it, because it was all like, you know, you had to, like, make sure it was in, firmly into the ground, and then sometimes you would set it off, and it would hit, like, the fence, because it was not done properly, and, like, it's just dumb. It's just really, really dumb. It's, there's a reason why it should be handled by people who know what they're doing. Um, so do you think it should be banned from uh, on sale to the It public? should be banned from serve to the public, yeah, I, I think that. Um because I, yeah. I, I agree with you in the principle, you should continue that thought because it's almost grenade-like, some of these things, that they can really hurt you. Anyway, finish your thought. Um, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I wouldn't be against uh, such a ban. I think um, yeah. it does an incredible amount of harm. And as I say, we've talked to enough soldiers to suggest that you know it really affects them as well. Well, I, I mean, would, I, yeah. I generally, I, in a generic basis, I, I, mm-hmm. I, quite, I quite think that fireworks in a way are quite overrated it doesn't do a yeah. great deal for me but like you said um you mentioned sydney harbour bridge if you're lucky to, to enough to to witness something like that. i would yeah I've, I've been to some fireworks where it has been quite spectacular i'll, I'll run them off you like i remember my my early childhood when i used to go to india with my with my parents and see relations and when they do diwali mm-hmm. i mean uh, they go really to town with it Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite was you could eat, they even made little. There was this one called like monorail firework, where it's literally just a, a, a rocket stuck in, stuck in a, in a matchbox, <laughs> and 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 they, and, it, and it sort of connects. To piece of, uh, I'm it, just laughing because yeah, pieces of, these pieces of string are like go along like rooftops on people's houses, and you you literally just sort of like light it, and it just goes along the string, and it bangs into the the, the other end and. Just madness. I remember, I remember being in Paris on Bastille Day, which is um, a day before my birthday. So that, in a way, felt quite <laughs> sort of fun. special. Sort of special because I felt it was like, oh, it's all for me, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's after midnight. laughs> well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what's all the big deal? I mean, I know I'm here, but uh... <laughs> I, I come to nick your uh, annual celebrations. Yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. That's I remember fun. one time in uh, Stockton. Do you know the, they have an annual festival, the Riverside Festival? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, oh, I went the there tees, once. Yeah. I went there one summer with a friend, and the climax was they they went to this old church, mm-hmm. and it was like in ruins and everything. But the pyrotechnic team managed to like put put on a really good display. So it was a mixture of fireworks plus like. That sounds fun. The kind of thing that Andy Warhol used to do in like yeah. projecting images on the building. Oh, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I thought I was really cool. Yeah. And uh, going back to like New Year's Day, like New Year's Eve, uh, me and my then girlfriend were on the embankment, so we saw the um, the fireworks on the like uh, the Millennium Wheel mm-hmm. uh, just across from the House of Parliament. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. But again, on yeah, it, it, it's not something I would necessarily you know look forward to or think yeah brilliant fireworks and you know it's not i think once you've seen one good one i think that's enough for me it's not like you know i need a repeat performance another time well you find scammers as well don't you yeah yeah you find scammers that that was the thing i was going to say was that you find you know for every one good firework display that you ever find yourself going to there's another 15 that you that are just terrible that you go to where it's like 
you know, you go to like a football field and there's some guy like holding some sparklers and got one rocket and he like charges you six, six quid to see it. You know, <laughs> like, 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 um, I, I can think of several of them where I'm like, this is like a laughing stock. Like, um, I'll, t- I, you're, this, this, I'm actually referring a story which I'll reveal because I don't know whether or not I've ever said this story on the podcast. Maybe because I'm sure we talked about this like way at the beginning. Um, not, not, I mean, me and you, I just meant one of the, one episode one time. But, um, uh, anywho, but what I wanted to stick with, because it was funny, I was like quite, um, pleased you brought it up to a certain extent. Like when you were saying about, you know, soldiers and stuff and saying, I guess you're reading the like explosions and how it sounds. Like we, is this like sort of, you know, you think, cause I always think of like post-traumatic stress disorder and thinking, does that, is that not like, does it not start, does it not like, lead to symptoms regardless of what the trauma is it must be like having a shock value um was well, that yeah. what you're hitting at yeah yeah i mean w- my own sort of ptsd kind of uh insight and i think so sold- i'll always say that soldiers do the best to you know nowadays to raise that awareness um so yeah w- what what they what the, the trauma that they suffer out in the battlefield mm-hmm. um it comes up, it, you know, anything that's sort of reminiscent of that sound can mm-hmm. can automatically hit it off. Yeah, so fireworks are the big ones, but it, it could also be things like, you know, a, a, a car backfiring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which sounds very very similar. Um, mm-hmm. So when you think when when a when a sound or a sense um, is reminiscent, then of course their their minds are flooded with the, the imagery which associates yeah. with. So you can imagine. A, soldier in the battlefield when when such a sound happens then what they're witnessing and and the witnessing includes like you know their their comrades being blown up and, and yeah, so yeah. forth oh god i mean it's it's so weird because i took like about an hour before we started this recording i um took li- took my dog lister out now and, I, and I, <laughs> it was funny because you, you you do this thing where you you talk to your dog and like as if he understands everything you're saying. Like I'm I'm like trying to like sort of calm him down by going now, Lister. You might hear some of these explosions, but they're just fireworks. And I'm going. He has no fucking idea what I'm talking about here. Like he's like he's like he's not going to sit there and go right fireworks. I know what that is. That means bad. Like he's just looking at me going, can we go out now? Like what the fuck's the what what the hell's a delay? Um, but it's funny. Like I I could I didn't was not i suddenly were like why am i feeling a bit like i don't like fireworks or any type of you know um strange explosions or stuff that like um you're not expecting like noise that doesn't like it's not an everyday noise i guess is what i'm saying uh so i'm like going why am i a bit on edge i guess i was obviously making sure listers all right as well but then i realized like and it's weird and maybe i was sub- maybe this was subliminal or subconscious or something but i've been watching a hell of a lot a series on netflix um and it's a documentary about world war Two. yeah and honestly i never truly like i got it i understood it and obviously i had empathy for the you know for the um for the you know anyone who's been in any world war or any battle or anything like that you know because obviously that's terrible and no one will know what it's no one knows what it's like unless you've done it but my point is i've been watching like several episodes of it because it's a fantastic series and i hate saying fantastic about something so awful but like it's a really good because it's basically it's real footage and so it might not be for everybody to watch because it can be quite you know 
hard to what hard to watch in certain places. But it's got like you know clips of Adolf Hitler speaking and Winston Churchill talking to the troops, and they got like a huge batch of archives. Apparently, it took forever to do, and they're all in black and white. Obviously, the original footage, so they remastered it into color. And then there's a guy narrating the whole sequence of how World War Two started, yeah. um, and it just kind of the first episode is kind of just a brief outline of like the lead up to Hitler taking absolute power um and you know becoming the the, the leader of the reichstag um so I, I, as someone i did i did world war Two at school so i already was interested in it but um but anywho like my point is you see like because they've got footage of like bombers attacking things and you know bombing london and all this kind of thing and bombing like eastern europe because obviously that's when they first that's where they first started and like you watch it and go and then you and, and my point is i now yet you know years and years later you know what so what 80 years later you hear fireworks and i never realized how similar the sound was that's my point that's what i was reading that's what i was leading all this point to was that it's so similar to like being raided you know like a bot like a, a city being raided it's got such a similar sound to it so i i think like that's such an interesting point like if you watch these things and then you see like an ex you know, soldiers saying that it's not fun for them. You know, I, I've heard people make the the sort of harsh sum, summary that like, oh, it can't be that bad. They must be just like, you know, not they don't like fireworks and don't like us having fun. Yeah. But if you are like you, your example you gave, where there's people going out of their way to basically traumatize people, you know, then you're not a, you're a horrible person because, you know, I I yeah. get I get that on a superficial I level. Didn't even know that when hmm. for for your listeners, um, Ian Driver was uh, yeah yeah do say yeah. he's a he's a he's ex forces and he's with a sort of a a veterinary support group which looks at their mental health as well as physical well being and yeah. um they meet up uh, like every monthly and um was it called the Geordie Breakfast Club I think it was yeah yeah it? that was it yeah I think so and. Yeah, it was a revelation to me as it was to you when he was saying that yeah, we've had we've had soldiers where it seems that it seems that the local gangs or or, or local young villains, whatever you want to call them, um um these yobs seem to know that that what triggers these um soldiers off, so they'll deliberately go around and That's stick awful. a fire with yeah. them. I mean, how how callous can you be? I mean I wouldn't like that and I've not even been in that situation. Like I would get I would not, I would like you know I I don't like people being anywhere near my house you know like I freaked out when a couple of kids sent a couple of kids got into my backyard like I only have a little tiny back like three meter by three meter yard which list I use and it's got me bins in but yeah. some kids were like hanging out in it and um they were like looking at me while I was making stuff in the kitchen and it was to what it was it was during the period of time where I was not feeling great and it was the beginning of my fever. So they kept staring at me, and then they started throwing stones at your window. So I, um, I started, I, I, I got really pissed, <laughs> and then I, 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 I went out, and I don't know whether you think this was a, a, a justified response, but like I, I got out of my back door, and then they threw stones. I was like trying to ignore them, and then um, they threw stones at my window, and I just like snapped. It's quite rare for me to snap, but, um. But I went out of the back door and I just screamed at them and said, basically told them to f off, basically. Um, and what shocked me was it, there were kids from next door, who and their dad was about two meters away from them, like in the other yard. And I go, "What the fuck are you doing?" Kind of thing. And I go, and 
I got I I remember getting more pissed off at her, their dad's response because their dad's response was, which I thought was like, you wonder why these kids are indisciplined by your reaction? Because yeah, okay, I shouldn't have swore them, and I understood that, and I apologized straight after it. But because I, I went, you know, fuck off, go away, like get out of my place. What are you doing? Like, start you throwing stones at my window? What who, what the fuck are you doing? And then his dad's their dad's response was, they're just kids, <laughs> and I would like. Yeah, they're just kids, which means they need to be disciplined when they do some really dumb stuff. You know, throwing stones at windows. Like, what if I came to you with a window bill? Uh, like, a, 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 a bill for my window that you've just smashed? You know? Um, what what you, would your reaction without, be then? Without sounding um, too personal, do you, yeah. do you have a problem with problem neighbours or anything like that? No, not really. I mean, like, that was just, that's just one example. Um, I mean, it's funny, like, some friends of mine, which you might even remember me telling you, or whatever, but, I mean, we talk all the time, but um, when I first moved in, this was, like, a a few weeks after I'd moved into my place I am now, and a couple of kids broke into my back door. Well, I say broke in, my back door was open, and they just opened the back door, and they came in, and um, I was, like, not feeling that great that day, because I remember it being a Saturday, because it's when my board game club was on. And I was debating whether to go, so I went. I went back to bed thinking because I felt not very well. So I went, oh, "I'll go back to bed. I'll I'll nap in, and then if I feel better, I'll go later." Um, and so I'm in the middle. Of, this is like so. It's about three in the afternoon, and um, I just hear these commotion, and like I hear a door being opened, and I'm like, "That seems awfully close." And then I hear um, literally raised voices. Yeah. The the room next to me. And I'm like, that's weird. And I remember it as well being, because I, I, I only, like, you know when you have, like, post-embarrassment? Uh, because afterwards, I then realised I was only in my underwear. <laughs> and I'm like going, you kids, get out of here! Like, like I'm, like, I'm like, like I'm uh, Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino or something, or whatever it was called. I'm like, oh, you pesky kids, get off my lawn! Um, and then I suddenly like, oh yeah, I'm not wearing hardly, I'm virtually wearing no clothes. Um, and then they, they, what was funny is the one of the kids had picked up me keys on me table, um, and then he went, oh, "I'm really sorry." And the two other two like scarpered, and then, um, and then yeah, like he threw me keys at me and went, "I'm sorry," and then ran out. And then I bumped into them about a couple of weeks later, and they explained what had happened. And I'm like, "Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine." So I, 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 when I explain it, it'll make sense that they during before I moved in, there was a few week period where this place was empty. So the kids must have noticed it was empty and they were hanging out in it. Right. So when I moved in on that week, they went in on that Saturday, opened that door thinking, oh, there'll be nobody around. So the door must have been not locked or something. Um, and so they were, they were, they were surprised to see that someone had took the place. Cause it I, it, there, it was there like there, squat, squatting. Yeah. Like there was squatting there or something, but using it as a place to hang out. So he explained that to me on the, on the street and he's like, Oh, we won't bother you again. I'm like, Oh, it's fine. So the kids were actually pretty nice. Um, and they were just well, startled. Like, you don't yeah. hear them. I know. Yeah. It was an interesting story, but like, it's funny what the people I've told, like my friends go, didn't you have issues with some friends? Uh, didn't you have some issues with kids in your neighborhood? I'm like, yeah, but they, they, they weren't exactly, you know, aggressive and didn't break anything or whatever. So. They were shocked to find, like, stuff in it. Because <laughs> I had, obviously, all my table and stuff set up. And they were like, there's, like, equipment in here. And then there's a man in the underwear screaming at <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't hang out here anymore. Like, yeah. Maybe not. Um, so I just explained. Like, because, I mean, the, I, I'm guessing, age-wise, they were probably around about, like, seven or eight, maybe. 
uh, eight or nine or something. Maybe rough, uh, well, I don't think they were the past in, ten. The, but... the, the image of a of a thirty something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Well, they've got to get they've got to get shocked sometime. <laughs> but um, but anyway, yeah. So so yeah, no, I'm so yeah. It's funny because even though I've been really enjoying to go back to the point was I'm really enjoying that series. It's really a good series to like understand about our freedom. And as I said, it may be a subconscious thing with the fact that it's coming up to you know the, the remembrance day and everything else. So yeah. um. Maybe, maybe that's was subliminally I mean, I, I why I wanted to watch have it. But... A healthy interest in World War Two. Yeah, we studied. I studied it profusely at school. Yeah, yeah, I did and, too. Um, since then, obviously, um, I guess you just recognise how pivotal it could have been. I mean, if, if things had gone the other way, the world would be a different place, and it makes you, it makes you think of like you know alternative uh, scenarios, like dystopian and and uh, ways, and you know. Um, I think Fatherland, the the book and radio series I enjoyed on Radio Four. Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. Oh yeah, it makes you think how different. It makes you how makes you think how different. Imagine what the world would have been if Germany had succeeded. Like that's the thing that you really start to realise, and how many people sacrifice for the fact that you think of you the know? particular. Um, you think of the particular moments which turned it. I yeah, mean, yeah. I guess, I guess the biggest one was probably D-Day. Yeah, so yeah. When you, you think of that opening scene in uh, Saving Private Ryan, for example. Yeah, and yeah. How, how massive that was, and uh... well, and also like, I mean, that's why Dunkirk, the the film's interesting because I've, I've still never get. Gone I know, yeah, I know you you'll get there, but I'm just saying that like that that documentary mentions it. Um, in kind of a little bit more detail because no, I'm disappointed I never got to experience the cinematic yeah. quality of it. All oh, right, yeah, I I have to say yeah that because it's all about well, what's interesting about it? It's so um, absorbing. I, I know we've talked about this before, so we'll not go over it again. But like as I've, I've said this on the other podcast before, is that like you you're immersed in it and you're immersed in it in such a unique way in cinema in cinema because you deliberately did it with very no like there's no soundtrack. It's just yeah. you're, you're, everything you hear is all organic, like a gun being cocked and and like a lot of like first person perspective, and it's so, um, yeah. it's so interesting, um, and you honestly feel in, involved in it, um, which is weird because I remember the, the guys I went to see it with, they were very much like they you weren't they were like going I'm not sure if that was a really really good film or not, and then it's only when like afterwards when you process it and like take a day to realize what you just seen. You start going, wow, that was good. Like, like, because yeah, you start. Then when I've seen a film yeah. in the cinema, and if I find myself that I'm like thinking about it, whether it was good or bad, more often than not, it, it's good. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the greatest thing it does is is as, like like we were just talking about is it reminds you of how fortunate we are. But for to a set to for for a large extent, how much freedom that we have? I mean, obviously, we don't have a huge amount of freedom. I mean, that's a debatable argument. But I just mean the fact that we have a certain amount of of choice and we can make decisions and we're in a relatively safe place and all that kind of thing. And because because that documentary I'm referring to, which I, as I said, recommend anyone who's interested in it who have not seen it, because I love the fact it's original footage, it's not acting or anything. Um, you know, get to see Winston Churchill and all his brilliance and um. And just um, 
it reminds you, like, because in that documentary, like we just touched on, there's Dunkirk and all the sacrifices that the civilians made to all the civilian ships that got there. But the fact that what's not mentioned in Dunkirk, because it's very much the British perspective that um, that that uh, Christopher Nolan goes for, um, which is why he got a bit of criticism because really the people who saved us that day were Hitler's decision not to continue. Well, like his his general his general at the time said that the Panzi tanks were um were the the people who the, the, the tanks were get need to be repaired and the people running them were overtired. So they waited a day and did a day of repairs which gave them enough time to for Dunkirk to re you know, um regather themselves and get everyone off the beach. So if they hadn't have done that, that that that, that might have that probably would have ninety ninety percent of chance would have went completely differently. Um, there's that, and the fact that the French, and I didn't know this, and I thought this was interesting. This, I don't think this is mentioned at all in Dunkirk because they do mention the French are basically holding Dunkirk to allow them to leave. But in this documentary, there's a there was a Polish contingent. The there was this Polish, um, I think they were called like the Renaissance, the the Resistance Squad or something. And it was a bunch of Polish people who had first emigrated when it first the war, war first started, and we had like a Polish contingent, as well as like there was a team when we retook Norway, there were like ten thousand Norwegians who came back with us. Oh yeah, um, I mean it's, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. It's an often overlooked fact just how yeah. many non-British um, yeah yeah um, fought fought for the Allied cause. I yeah mean, yeah. Um, it's no secret either that um, that there was a, a lot of. Polish um, pilots that fought in the Battle of Britain. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. That's what the kind of touches on in this documentary, which is interesting. As I say, if you read any air reviews about Dunkirk, that's the only sort of criticism it gets is that... But then, I'm sure Christopher Nolan's response would probably be something on the lines of, I wanted to look at it from being that I'm British. It's the British story. Um, they mentioned that the French help out, but it's more about like the British getting off because I guess because he's British and he was he was interested in it from that sense. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to look at one at one country's perspective. It's not like um, you watch like Pearl Harbor and America basically just take credit <laughs> for everything <laughs> and go, well, you know, we, you know, I mean, yes, if they hadn't got involved, we would have had a lot less of a chance. But I love the idea in Pearl Harbor. It's all about because we're American and we're awesome. And if it wasn't for us, like you know, revisionist history type stuff. It's one of the reasons I hated Pearl Harbor. It's just you don't, you don't. The, the film was terrible. I mean, it was a terrible film, oh, but oh, it's a god um, awful film. I mean, yeah. even even um, the character that Ben Affleck played. I mean, he he was like a he was fighting in the Battle of Britain himself, and then goes off to yeah. To... <laughs> I love that. And I'm sure I've mentioned this before. It's got the greatest continuity error. Where there's a scene with Kate Beckinsale and Ben Affleck, and he has a white scarf. Then the next scene doesn't have a white scarf. Then he doesn't have a white scarf. Really? Then he has one. Yeah, it's one of the greatest blunders in like oh. cinematic history. You have to see it's on like the YouTube reels of like the ter- most terrible mistakes. And in one like one minute scene, you might even remember the scene if you've seen the film where he says bye to her as he's leaving, and it's Kate Beckinsale, and she's got like, oh, is she wearing the scarf? I can't quite remember. But one of the it's either her or him are wearing a white scarf. When the scene starts, it then cuts to like a close up. It cuts back to the main shot, and the scarf's gone. <laughs> and then it cuts back to her. Then the cast the scarf's back. Cuts back. So they must have done like three or four scenes of this. And then the editor like got mi- mixed it up. 
Cause like, so, so it's like the, the it's like the scene of the scarf, the, the disappearing scarf. <laughs> is it, is it, um, what's the, what's the other actor's name? Is it Josh? Yeah, uh, Josh Grubb. Uh, Josh Hartnett. Is it Josh Hartnett? Yeah. 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 There's a scene where he, he takes Beckinsale out on, out on his plane for a ride. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that one? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, there's oh, so many bits of that film where I actually cringe. Like, well, yeah, yeah I mean, it is a god awful film. But what yeah. I will say to your listeners as well, if you really want to watch a good Pearl Harbor, Harbor movie, watch Tora Tora Tora. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It was made in the sixties, and I think yeah, it yeah. Won, yeah. won an Oscar. Yeah. But the the special effects that they manage, and remember, this is made in the sixties, so mm. it's not as it's not as if they had like CGI and everything. But the 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 special effects that they went they, they went through to to make that film um, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon I always watch it when it comes on because it's brilliant. Um, so yeah, yeah. nineteen seventy. I'm just I just I was in the mood to Google it. So nineteen <laughs> seventy. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. It was a it was a joint Japanese American production. That's right. That's yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's another thing. That's another thing as well. Like, I watched that documentary when they start involving the Japanese. And my fucking God, with the Japanese, like, you know, you think Germany were terrible. Japanese, like, had no remorse at all. <laughs> like, oh, God, there's one episode I was just, I, I, I was, like, struggling to get through it. Because it basically talks about in detail what, like, the Japanese army were like when they invaded, you know, the British, British India, basically. Um, and just, like, completely decimated people. Like, they didn't care didn't care who it was just like bomb everything like we can hate the yeah. Jap- they were terrible the japanese they deserved everything they got basically i'm being semi-serious when i say that for people who are listening i'm not like you know I'm not advocating the world war like like you know bloody trump with these nuclear war ideas <laughs> let's be peaceful yeah, people i remember yeah. like i've told you countless times tonight that um next to my dad's old shop on, on shields road yes yeah 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 to hire out like um, those Vietnam films at that time during the eighties, but um, un- uh, you know, not surprisingly, then then you know, through the interest of World War Two, I I, I I loved um, World War Two films as well, and, yeah. and kind of went through a phase of watching a load of them. They, but, can, um, they can be good, but I think like as you were saying, the you know you mentioned some are, like some are appalling. But... Yeah, 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 which is what we were just touching on exactly. Yeah. Um, I think some of them missed the point of, like, I think the Pearl Harbor, which you just touched on, that is an example, a pretty good example. I'm trying to, like, rack my brain if there's any others I can come across, but, like, is an example of where it completely misses the point of how serious a topic it is. It almost feels like a farce farce to me when I watch that film, because it was all about the sort of love interest, and, like, there's one speech where for me it loses all credibility where alec i don't know if you remember this but alec baldwin's in it and he he plays the general and he does that bit it's like a briefing thing and it 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 still drives me crazy to this day and maybe i'm being too serious about it but like i think i know what you're gonna say but when he goes uh he orders them to go because he goes pearl harbor's been bombed and so we we um the me superiors have said we're not going to go and help the british and then he goes but to hell, like to hell with orders, and also like I'm coming with you because I'm an American, and I'm like, oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> my instant response when I saw it was, oh my fucking god! Like they're making it all about like on that like, very ah, scene. I don't know. There's yeah. Another bit which kind of irked me. Again, I'm not so sure. I mean, if your listeners respond and, and correct, I mean that that'll be great. But there's a scene where the, the, in that scene he, he says to the pilots, he said, if you find out that you're um, if if you're like 
plane is damaged and you're going down, make sure you you, you go down in the target. It, it was almost as he, he was telling his pilots to be kamikaze. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure how true that is. Did 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 Allied pilots? Um, I forgot it was made by Michael Bay. I forgot that. Yeah, the guy who makes the Transformer Transformer films. But I just thought it was a rehash of Titanic, you know, bringing love into a serious issue, and and it kind of that was yeah, that's so funny you said that. I know we've we've mentioned it before, but that's my problem with Titanic the film. I'm a huge like I'm kind of like James Cam- Cameron level of interested in Titanic. I've read yeah, so yeah. much. I've read so much about it. Um, I think that film is like a complete disservice. To the actual point, which is a shame because if you read about James Cameron and how obsessed he was with it, I think maybe more than he should potentially. But I mean, that's that's an objective thing anyway. But my point is, he wanted to make a film that actually represented it, but yeah, he wanted he made a film that was about entertainment and then about focused on two different people. And to me, it it really um, sidetracked the actual disaster because it focused on two individuals yeah. when it was like, yeah. I don't get that. I mean, I get it. I get it from a film point of view, but I just think it, you know, it doesn't, you know. The earlier anyway. version of Titanic. Yes, the, the I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Black and white film mm-hmm. starring Kenneth Moore is more moving and powerful. Yeah. Even the late Barry Norman um, wrote on the back that this is much better than the the modern film. This is much more moving. Um, but yeah, it just takes away an interesting side fact. You know the scene in Titanic where the, the one of the officers um, shoots himself in the head. Yes. I mean that that's so apart from the love interest side he you assumed that everything else he was going on by fact mm-hmm. so what i what I heard on the grapevine because there was a time uh not so long ago well a few years ago I was in uh, the lake district mm-hmm. and uh, the guy I was with there he was like uh, an instructor I was working <clears> on like <throat> like doing like wild stuff like um course steering and and um orienteering and all that stuff. He told me that the, a family living locally, they were like the descendants of that guy who they said had shot himself. But the fact is, he, he didn't shoot himself. So I think the I think Cameron's company, or whatever, ended up paying him, like you know, for misrepresenting him. But that's a pretty th- harsh thing to, you know. Oh yeah, he, 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 that character killed himself. He blew himself up in the head. So you know, like, yeah. You know, if you're if you're the descendant, you're right. That's kind of the problem with films being like the the length that they are. Um, you see, with documentaries, if you've got episodic ones in particular, like you can kind of go into detail about certain things. I think the problem with films where they're limited to two three hours because that's usually because the like what we're kind of talking about is like what's regarded as epic films where they're like you know two three hours long. Um, and the problem is, is that that it has they have a very matter of fact way of dealing with things, like you were just touching on. Like those, just like well, this happened, and no like sort of attempt at uh, like they. It's it's it, it, this is one of the things that uh, Pearl Harbor got criticised for, is they have like a kind of revisionist history. The one that Michael Bay, like I said, like like um, Ricky said, the the older ones way better. Um, Tor Tor was Tor Tor Tor, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, it, it's just like it. it, it they all, they go like, like in the the one I remember particularly about Pearl Harbor is they go Japanese attacked. We want to retaliate. It was because of this reason, and then it all centers around completely kind of you know irrelevant stuff. You know, it's not it's in that the, missing the complete point about why you're making that film in the first place. 
Um, you know, that's that's what I find. Well, to, me, to me, it's like what Tarantino said. Um, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna make a film or any sort of art in in a situation type, um, you know, like point in history. So it's like with like one of my favorite films ever is, and one of my my favorite Tarantino film is Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Because he goes out of his way to make sure it's not fact. So he, he reimagines things in a different way. <laughs> Do you remember on Mentally Sound where we mentioned that film and I just went, I'm not sure I can say that pre-Watershed. I'm assuming we were fine because nobody complained. <laughs> we know we were sitting there going, oh yeah, Glorious, can we say that pre-Watershed? I'm not really sure, but uh, it's the name of the well, film, okay? Um, I remember like... With Ian, was it? When we were talking about no, Ian. no, no, I'm saying this, this happened a couple episodes ago on Spice. You know, because now we're on an FM frequency, as I wasn't sure if Bastard was a... But I, I, I think I'm right if you look at the legal requirements, is that if it's if it's a name of something, yeah. you're fine. Because there was a... there was a I don't know if you remember this. There was an episode of when Ricky Gervais and that were on XFM. And we can say this, because obviously this is a over-18 podcast, is that um they got uh, Carl Pilkington to say the names of Chinese gods and they were like dick sucking uh like dick sucking something and um and before Carl says it I know it's it's ridiculously stupid isn't it but um but it was great the funniest bit is because Carl for about a minute goes I can't say that and Ricky's going it's the name of the, some gods we're talking about Chinese gods what's the problem and then he goes and um it's like dick dick sucking cock or something i can't quite remember but it's 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 so dumb and they go um yeah so we're talking about these chinese gods and they keep repeating it and then they go well we're really sorry if it offends you but like these are the name of the gods this is how you pronounce them right so they're just doing it to piss people off I love, but I um, love yeah it's great but uh, it's a really it's a very it's a very famous cl- clip when they were on that interestingly so, um you yeah. know the film the game show pointless yes um, a few series ago uh inglorious bastards came came up as an answer all oh, right well and, and that's fine then and, and I think they just had to refer it as inglorious, like you know, for it was it was like pre watershed, so they couldn't like say the whole. Oh, well, that's in that's, fact, that's fucking BBC. I hate BBC for I that. Even actually, I think they, yeah. I, in fact, because it, it was inevitable they had to say it, so I think they even had to use the bleep, hmm. which I've never heard on a game show before. So, so dumb. What's the name yeah. of the fucking thing? I mean, I mean, and bastard. <laughs> and the thing, the thing that's interesting about bastard is that. surely it should go by its official definition and bastard's not a swear word do you know what i mean like it's a so i don't really quite understand the logic because fuck is like 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 even though it has an official definition but it's like that's a more associated swear word you know whereas like bastard is a literal description of something you know it's basically a person who it's a it's a offspring whose parents aren't married yeah. So I don't see like if it's if it's officially not a swear word, it's like a colloquialism. Then if you call someone, because you see, like this is why it's so daft. Because if you said that in America, no one would care. Like everyone says that all the time, and it's not a, it's not a it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I find, although I haven't said that, I may be slightly contradictory when I say this. Um, they throw a word around in America that I struggle to I struggle to hear. Because over here, it's a lot more offensive. Um, I mean, obviously, there's the obvious one. I'm not saying funny because everyone knows that, and it's just dumb. I'm on about retard. They say that on yeah. so many shows, and yeah. over here, it's like a word you can't say. Yeah. 
like it will get you you know you know off air or whatever it may be and obviously i'm just saying this for the context i i mean no offense but i'm just saying like that particular word like i struggle to i well, hear people word, say that, that all the time even, but, that word has you know. even morphed into a, a, an even horribler word yeah um using f f todd you know I'm, I'm oh thinking. yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah i know what you're saying yeah 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 um yeah yeah there's loads of like sort of abbreviated versions yeah um yeah, and it's just because over there it just means like you're stupid, um, whereas over here it's obviously more, um, more we we take it more literally to mean you know a, a special needs person basically, um, um, so yeah, like that. that, that so that, but, but but the reason that it's you see I don't like sort of because I'm a free speech person, so I don't believe in the right to not sit allow someone to say it. It's just I'm just saying from my own personal perspective, I sometimes. Um, I sometimes find it difficult to listen to that word, even though I, I know that they don't mean it in the way that I'm taking it. So um, that's why it's interesting that how you feel about something doesn't make it true. <laughs> you know, that's what, that's that's what often people make that mistake about. But there you go. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, we were recently talking about bonfire night, and as per usual, we got completely sidetracked. But anyway, uh, but it was all referred to because it was a world war, and it's obviously close to Remembrance Day and whatnot. But um, what I wanted to stick to, because I said I, I did like sort of tease by saying there was a story about bonfire nights. So I must remember to tell it, because we're going to do a, a shorter episode uh, this time around. Is um, and I don't know whether I've said this. It's quite a rude story, but I'm sure that you won't mind me saying it. Uh, well, I'll say rude, and it's just it's silly, but um, uh, like so I'll I'll describe it. Um, because I touched on. Remember, I said earlier that um. There was a there was a firework display that I really didn't um, enjoy, so I'll tell that story. Basically, I was around about fifteen, and uh, I got invited to this bonfire night with a bunch of my friends from school. So there was about eight of us, let's say. So there was three of us, like four of us in a car and four of us in another car, and we agreed to meet at this place. Now the place it was at was the Sunday League school right next to Newcastle's training ground. There's a Sunday League team that plays near where Newcastle United train uh, in Long Benton. And there's like a little small, like uh, like I say, Sunday League team that has like a pitch with a stand. And there was a fireworks display being done there. It cost like six quid to get in or something. So we all like, you know, got there fairly early, tried to find a car parking space, managed to get in. And one of the things that sucked about this, which is why I never, I, I couldn't understand why I agreed to do this, was I was the, so there must have been nine of us for this to make sense. It must have been an odd number because, that's right, there was, no, there would have been seven because there was three couples and me. <laughs> me on my little Todd. So I was like the seventh wheel in this scenario. Um, I'm, you know, because there's all these couples and they're all like, oh, I'm to go and see the fireworks. And for some reason, I got invited and I wasn't seeing anybody. So I'm like sort of there on my Todd going like, oh, little fireworks. And I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I've got nobody to be with and I'm being reminded that I don't have anybody to be with. And I'm like, why the hell did I agree to do this knowing that? I must not have known is, is what maybe I'm forgetting. Is maybe I didn't know that was going to happen. But anyway, so watch the firework display. And like I said, it was literally like an old guy got a bunch of sparklers and a little tiny rocket and put it in a hole, set it off and went, there's your show, everybody. It was so shit. Um, and the funniest thing about it was there was this whole like outline of light um on like like a like a bunch of like um like sort of taped up fireworks on the rail like you know where the rail is to show where the edge of the pitch is 
yeah. and they were all like tied up like a bunch of fireworks and it was like and i'm like he then goes you think okay here, here comes the big build-up like they've done all a bunch of little fireworks and all going off and stuff for a couple of minutes and they're like okay here comes the big bit i'm like there must be the big fireworks come out now and all of a sudden like a guy comes with this big like giant torch like he's in a, a role-playing game or something and, like you start you know like if you're playing a dungeon game and there's you're holding like a torch just to have genuine light like it was all these big fuck off torches that like was and he he sets fire to the fence, which obviously sets fire to the wire, and the wire starts like going up, and I'm going. It, it looked like a, you know, like a dynamite, you know, like a like a fuse, and I'm going. Oh my god, it's going to set off like this big giant thing, and it all it did was was it slowly revealed that's it, <laughs> like dank or danks or something, and right. and I I can remember this so vividly that the because the entire crowd went bullshit <laughs> like all at once went what the fuck like this is like oh my god we're, we've we've been totally like duped because there was a fair amount of people there i'd probably say about 500 people um and it was like a complete disgrace i remember being like fuming right. but here's the story that not many people know that happened afterwards which is why it's funny and i'm revealing some funny stuff yeah. is um so we all like get back in each other's there's two cars like i said so i get in with a with uh another another couple and there's a there's a girl driving friend of mine and her boyfriend's in the other seat at the front so they drop off the they drop off the the couple sitting next to me at their house now bearing in mind my house was actually right around the corner from theirs and i'm going all right so they must be dropping them off first and then turning around and dropping me off we then start driving to my friend's house, like the boyfriend's, who I was more friends with him, to his house to drop over. Right. And I'm like, all right, we must be hanging out. And I didn't know any better because, as I said, I'm about 15, 16 in the story. So I'm like, this is strange. Why are we going? We must be just hanging out or something. So I didn't think anything of it. So we get out of the car and then we go up to his, like, and he's got, like, this attic bedroom. Um, yeah. So we go up and we start, like, sort of hanging out, right? And so... I went like, oh, well, I guess we're hanging out. And this shows how much of a nerd I was even back then. Just wasn't aware of it. I'm like, can I go on your computer? (laughs) So I ask to go on his computer and turn it on. And Ricky will laugh when I say this. This is the, this was the days of MSN Messenger. (laughs) So I log on to MSN Messenger going, well, I guess I'll see if there's anyone to chat to. Um, and this shows you how long ago it was, so maybe I've got how old I was wrong. Um, Anchorman had just come out, so oh, right. oh yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll do well since I'm on my computer. I'll have a quick Google and try it, and uh, this will tell you. Uh, being that I'm nearly thirty. Um, okay, so Legend of Wrong Burgundy, two thousand and four. So what's that? Thirteen years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sixteen. I would have been sixteen. Um. So there you go. That sounds about right. So so yeah, I was about sixteen. So so right, as you can imagine, what sixteen year olds are like, especially if you're in a couple, is you just kind of don't pay attention to what's going on. And um, so this couple start um, start kissing each other on the bed. Bear in mind, I'm on the couch. I'm on the I'm on, I'm on his own computer chair, and I'm literally on MSN Messenger, like trying to talk to people to go like, "Oh my god, like get me out of here! I'm so this is so embarrassing. I'm so awkward." Um, and then I this goes on for a ridiculous amount of time. I'm talking twenty minutes of them just like you know 
they weren't like you know fully going at it or anything they were just like sort of kissing each other and messing about and i'm like going this is like so weird do they want me to just be a peeping tom in this situation this is like the weirdest thing ever and then i reach eventually reached the point this shows you how nerdy and and uh, embarrassed i was as i just eventually like lost patience and went can you please stop that <laughs> And so this this is the I am I am now because I deliberately didn't say this till the beginning. This is my story about how I ended up being asked to be in a threesome that I wasn't aware I was in. <laughs> because the girl then turned round and says, "Well, would you like to join us?" And I'm like, "Everyone I tell this story to, and this is a, such a great question, right?" So actually, I'll I'll throw it to you. Like, what do you think's like odd about that? If that was what they wanted, what's odd about what I've just described? Um, <laughs> well, there's a lot. There's a lot odd about it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for starters, what a threesome with me at the, t- at the time. I mean, Jesus. Um, but um, the, well, anyway, anyone I've told this story to makes the really good point. There'll probably be people listening to this Sorry, who are going to say, how old, "How old were the couples?" Same age as me because we were at school, so 15, oh, six, right, 16, right. 17 maybe. Right. So anyway, what ended up happening were like anyone I've told the story to. Their first question is, if they wanted to do that and wanted to involve you in that, why did they just not like be honest with you at the beginning? Because they like lulled you into a situation you weren't aware you were in. Like, why didn't they just say as soon as we got into the attic, okay, like we've brought you here because we've got a proposition for you? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's such a good point. Like, because that's. Anyone I've ever told that story to says it seems obvious that that's what they wanted to do, or at least that was in the equation. Perhaps the the, the whole MSN messenger thing was like you you kind of passed the initiation test. Yeah, I don't know. It was so weird. It was so bizarre. I just think how brilliant is that that I'm so. And this is why I always say like I was such an idiot for a long time about picking up signals because my response in that situation because I was so awkward and embarrassed. Was I'm like, can I go on the computer? <laughs> and I'm like on MSN Messenger, like having normal conversations with people while I'm like in a room with two people, like going at it. <laughs> you know the weird anyway. thing is when you when you just, I mean, the, the threesome thing aside, just that mm-hmm. whole thing of MSN Messenger, just how I know. the times I've had it as well, like oh. AOL Messenger and stuff. Or... Yeah, oh, it's so brilliant. And yeah, yeah, when it went like the whole. Ooh! That noise when you first log in. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that noise more than anything. Yeah. Pre Twitter and pre uh, Facebook, that that was what that was what it was all yeah, about. Yeah, God. Um, and yeah, I think just, just quickly, yeah, very yeah. quickly. I, I was in a not so dissimilar situation, although I was never asked. But <laughs> yeah, I, I I was in I was at art college, and, and I, st- I, I think I've told you before it was the best year of my life. It was it kind of got me back on track with. Mm-hmm. At a time, and I, and I was the same. I was a similar age. I was probably seventeen, eighteen, and mm-hmm. that that year, it was it was um, North Tyneside uh, Art College. What, okay. What's it now? Um, Walls End College. Uh, you, you live not too far from there. Oh, you mean uh, Tyne Met or whatever? Like it's oh, called something. Yeah. It's called yeah. They're, they're, they're um. I have a friend of mine who works there, and they're uh, they're um. They're, yeah, they're uh, they're meshed. They're merging with um, Newcastle College. Yeah, I don't. Oh I don't, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I had a guy who works in the ad, ad, admin, administrative department, or how you say it, and um, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't—I I, I forgot that he worked there because he goes to Newcastle Gamers, 
and okay. um, he went to my friend John's funeral, and so he gave me a lift home, and I just okay. obviously got talking to him because it was quite a long trip back. And um, he went, oh, I work for um, Newcastle, I work for Tyne Met, but they're coming up, they're going to like merge with Newcastle College or something. Um, so that's um, going to be called Newcastle College as I'm well, not then. sure, but he said that it was like close to finishing because he said he'd been working on it for like two years. Okay. Um, so so um, anyway. But, yeah. I mean, what, what I loved about that course as well, mm-hmm. as, as well as me kind of like, you know, um, getting my head back on screwed straight and, and mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, give me a sense of purpose and, and 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 hope for the future and that sort of thing. But the people on that course were were amazing as well. It was so diverse. But I mean, there were so many like married people. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um. So, and and because the group was interacting with each other so well, and and uh, you know, I've not <laughs> not had, had not had a group been in a group that's interacted as better since. But it just goes to show how how well we all got on. Anyway, to cut a long story short, so we ended up going to London um, on like a sort of an arty kind of a weekend mm-hmm. um, few days to see all the museums and galleries and things. And the guy, I won't reveal his name, but the guy I was sharing with, um, uh, yeah, um, he he. so he was having an affair with um, <laughs> another person uh, also married and... Basically, yeah, I happened to be in the room where they were kind of going at it, and and I had to, <laughs> I had to make my sort of excuses to to sort of like leave. So, well, I'll I'll just think I'll I'll see what they're all doing downstairs. I think they're in the bar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Oh God, I imagine that was all God. They 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 didn't need to ask uh, or what ask me what was going on. They, they it, it was it was too obvious to say and. I think they just wanted a confirmation that, that now that I'm downstairs and say yes. Yeah, so I assume they're at it upstairs, and I'm like, well. <laughs> that reminds me, and I'm sure my friend won't mind me because this was but actually. Again, there's yeah. no no shame in it. They were yeah. just happy to do it in front of you know. It's like this wow. is fun. I like reminiscing about this. This is funny because like you do start thinking because um I, I forgot to say this at the beginning, but like um because it's a week until I turn thirty. Um, so you start thinking about some of the dumb stuff you've done, um, because it's kind of around about the age where you kind of think that. And so I'll reveal a couple of other things. The story you just said reminded me of a funny one where, um, and it was quite obviously difficult to tell my friend at the time, and he's a, re- he's a I'm still friends with him now, like uh, he's one of my closest friends. And we were at a party once at my at a friend who not far from where I live now actually, and it was like a house party, and his mom was out, and we were like around seventeen ish. And so obviously it was like alcohol, even though it's 80. Oh, well, actually, no, there wasn't any alcohol for legal reasons. There wasn't any alcohol. <laughs> Everyone has alcohol before 18. Fuck it. Like, like I'm just being honest. Um, yeah. so, um, so yeah, so we were obviously drinking and having a good time. And one of my friend's girlfriends, and I, I can't to this day, and he doesn't know either. I have no idea why he wasn't at this party. Like, I've got no idea because he would have been. He was involved in all the parties, but he wasn't there. And the reason that he's not there is because it's obvious when I just explain what happened. Yeah. So his girlfriend, at the time, still, still, they're still going out. Mm-hmm. Um, my one of my best friends, Nick, uh, she, she'll she'll laugh if she ever hears this. I know she listens all the time. Um, is it's a great story. She walked like uh, so. She's she she at the time was going out with the guys whose house it was. So it was his house party, and she was yeah. his girlfriend. So that's how I first got to know her 
Um, so, so obviously, because she was his boyfriend, she slept in the same bed as him. So, um, so she goes back, like, cause she's got, she's not, she's quite socially anxious, like, similar to, you know, I would say, like, you and her are quite similar in that regard, like, you have, um, you know, kind of a little bit of social anxiety, she, she gets it quite, quite, I've, I've, just because I've known her longer, I've seen really, big examples with her but um anyway so i assumed she went back to her room to kind of have a breather because it was like quite a lot of people in this house so she goes back in and walks in and finds um my friend's girlfriend like sort of getting it on with this guy who everybody hated um and (laughs) this is what she did and i i ask i tell her i tell her this I'm laughing now because you know I see her every week and she's one of as I said I, I love her dearly she's one of my closest friends and um, I, I, I bring this up with her probably maybe once every few months because I go I don't understand to this day why this was your reaction but it's still it makes the story ten times funnier because her reaction was you know like you said where you make an excuse to leave and you leave and Nick's response was in her head she didn't say this out loud but she's like that's my fucking bed like I sleep, I sleep in there. So her, her, so her response was not, "I'm gonna stop this happening." In a like, well, maybe, maybe this was part of the discussion. I'm not being cruel, but like, part of it was probably, "I'm gonna stop this happening because it's wrong because it's someone's girlfriend." Yeah. But she's like, "This is my bed. You're not gonna do any nasty stuff in my bed." So she just sits there and like, really, really awkwardly tries to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> So she just like sits down and goes, So what are you guys up to? Like <laughs> It's so brilliant and I'm like, How the fuck would that conversation go? Like and like, you know, you've got obviously some questions going, like you know, I would probably sit there like Jeremy Cowan going, Do you realise what you're gonna do if this uh if this continues? Do you no, realise like quite, that you was know. quite elaborate elaborate of it. Yeah. Too. Yeah, she actually stopped it from happening, like getting to the like getting it, and um, but she said mainly my first thought was I'm not letting them do anything in my bed. I don't care about the consequences, but I'm like you know, yeah. So <laughs> so she stops it from happening. But as I said, the downside was um, we had to um, uh, we had to obviously tell one of my closest friends the next time we saw him that like, or maybe even rang him the next day to say because I didn't even know it was I didn't even know it happened till like the day after and. Um, but um, yeah, it was like we have to tell him that like yeah, she was fooling around because with an absolute arsehole. Um Anywho, and anyone who knows me, who who grew up with me, will know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> but we'll leave it at that. Um, and yeah, it's weird, but I've been thinking about the dumbest things. But it's nice because when you reach a certain age, like sort of heading towards middle 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 age, basically, is that you start like realizing how much you've developed as a person, like uh, because. You know, another story that I've honestly, it's just weird that I thought about this today and I don't know for the life of me why I did, but I thought about, and I've not honestly not thought about this in 10 years, right? And it, and I, I don't know why it occurred to me today. Maybe it was the letterbox, maybe. Actually, that might have been the trigger because I thought about the only ever Valentine's card I've ever sent, um, which is quite a sad story. So I hope I get some R's for any women in particular who listen to this, but... I am. Um, it's so pathetic, but wonderful at the same time, but very embarrassing. Um, so the only card I ever sent was there was this girl. Again, anyone who knows me growing up will know who I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, fuck it. I'll just say it. she won't listen to this. Who gives a fuck? Uh, I'll say it's ten years ago. There was this girl named Laurie, right? Who we were all, like I liked for a long time. 
I thought she was amazing. Um, I mean, well, actually, now thinking about her, her personality was on and off. Like, she could be really nice, but really, really bitchy. But, like, just, I guess, because you don't really think about personality when you first have crushes on people. Personality's, like, second on the list. Let's be frank, because, you know, your hormones are all over the place. But, like, I just thought she was really good-looking. She had, like, she was a type of... She had the type of look that I was into. Um... So I liked that for a, you know, because like you say with crushes, when you first start cr- having crushes on people, and I'm talking like really early teens, like crushes last two years, <laughs> you know, like and you just don't do anything about it, and you know, and like you just don't know what to do, and so this yeah. is why this story has gravitas when I, what I'm about to reveal. As I said, I've not told anybody this, and I've not thought about it in ten years, and there's only one person on the planet that knew I ever did this. Not even my best friends know. So this is a, this is a like a, a really embarrassing reveal, but fuck it, it's ten years ago, so who cares? Um, so yeah, it's just funny. So hopefully, hopefully anybody who feels like they have bad luck in life will be like, okay, this has made me feel better. Hopefully, so this will be the last thing we'll we'll say because I know we've got to go. So um, so anyway, so the story goes, I like this girl Lori for a long, long time, and she hadn't gone out with anyone in a while, so I'm like. It, and Valentine's Day came up, and I went, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna be really, really bold, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna write her a card. But like you do at that age, you don't just go, well, just give her a card. Or you don't, or you could have, I could have done the easier thing and just asked her out. <laughs> but no, you gotta do like the most flamboyant thing you can think of. So I, I got to Valentine's Day, and I went, okay. And you always have what's known as like a, a go between. A person who knows her, but also knows you, who's going to help you with your mission to be. There's always one. And you never get, like, a go-between who goes, oh, no, why would you do that? That's ridiculous. They're all like, yeah, do it. She's going to really like it. And so this this girl's name was Gina, who kind of knew her a little bit, and I was quite friendly with her at the time. So I told her my plan. So she's the only other person bought me that knew I ever did this. Mm-hmm. So I, I get a card. And I write like this was at the pre when I started playing guitar, so I was like, I'll write her a poem. So I wrote like a poem that rhymed in it. Um, I can't even remember what it was off the top. Uh, obviously, I don't remember that something that uh, specific. But um, but anyway, so I wrote her a poem, and I wrote I got a really nice card, and I think I put like a I maybe even put like a little rose in it or something. I was really like went all out on it and spent like you know for a. 15 year old quite a lot of money <laughs> so um so i ended up like so i said to gina like what should i do and so gina knew where she lived and i didn't so i like figured out i went i don't want it to be in though because i st- I, I really had thought about it this thoroughly that i went what if i go to the front door and she's like walking out going somewhere then the then the the reveal will be over <laughs> so gina had worked out on the day that we went round, that I'm like, no one will be in. She'll not be in this time. I know she's going somewhere. So I, um, we went round to her house. She pointed where it was, and I put it for our letterbox, right? Yeah. So I had a whole night knowing that she'd. I know I'd sent her the card, and she would have had to read. She would have opened it. One would assume, um, and would have like read what was in it, right? But this shows how dumb I was, right? So he has the ultimate conundrum, because this is how negative my mind is sometimes, and how dumb I am. I didn't put my name in it. Oh, God. <laughs> I know! How dumb! I'm so dumb! I am the dumbest person on the face of the earth, but I didn't put my name in it. But I made it obvious that it was me. Or, like, I, maybe, well, at least it felt obvious to me. Like, I might have said, from your blonde... 
long blonde friend or something. You know, I don't fucking know. I'm dumb. I'm, this is what 15-year-olds do and think it's brilliant, but it's actually stupid. Um, so the next day, I'm like, imagine me, right? I get up the next day going, oh my god, I just did that and put all that effort in. Like, honestly, like, I know it, like, took not that long once the plan is in place, but I'm talking, like, a good few days of, like, planning and obviously months of having a crush on this girl. Um, and again, I'd like to reiterate, the only ever Valentine's Day card, other than if I was ever going out with anyone, I'm saying, like, an, an actual, like, Valentine where you were trying to get with them. Um, and uh, the next, so imagine me the next morning, haven't heard anything, assuming like if it, it hoping like I'll like arrive at the front door of the school and she'll be there with open arms going, oh my god, I can't believe it. And the long and then um I see her and I'm all like sort of embarrassed and whatnot and uh, she never brings it up. <laughs> so like even though like I, I have played with the idea of. But I, I maybe I just think it's wishful thinking. That me not putting the name in me because I may have went. She wasn't sure it was me, yeah. or it was like a joke or something. Um, but I just think it was that she just didn't like me and didn't know how to not tell me that. But I remember being like absolutely devastated. <laughs> so I mean, hopefully that won't like discourage people from giving it a go. But maybe you might want to have an inclination that you know that that person really really likes you before doing something as flamboyant as that because that is kind of a huge huge risk um and if it backfires it's like and as i said i haven't thought about that for 10 years but for some reason i woke up this morning and my brain went remember that time when you did a valentine's thing and you got completely fucked over (laughs) and i'm like no i don't really want to think about that thanks brain like go away um you know and maybe, as I said, maybe it was because I thought about the firework and the letterbox that went, it, some, for some reason, my brain remi- reminded me of it, but anyway. Yeah. But, um, and I guess the final thing, because this is messing with my head, but it shows that I'm in a much better place, is, I don't know if you, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but, um, because tomorrow is bonfire night, and it's funny because you made a joke about this earlier, like, not in relating to what I'm about to reveal, but like, um, tomorrow is three years to the day that I left hospital. Um, right. so that's been in my head this weekend. Um, I'm dealing with it quite well because I obviously am in a much better place. But, um, it's weird now because Bonfire Night is going to have that resonation for me because the reason I know that is because when I got out of Site Ratwick Hospital three years ago, um, I remember making a joke and I think I even tweeted it going, I've just got out of hospital and there's loads of fireworks going off. I didn't realize people were that, that, uh, <laughs> You know, I never realised people were that uh, happy to see me leave. Yeah. Uh, or I think I either said happy to see me leave or go, I didn't realise, you know, that people would be that celebratory that I'm, I'm finally back and in society again. I can't remember what my joke was, but I was quite pleased. I was quite pleased because it showed that I'd sort of restored... As horrible as being in there was, it, it, that that tweet sort of reminded me that I'd sort of restored my sense of humour. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's playing a bit of tricks on me recently, but... Um, but it's all for the good because like you know i'm now organizing my birthday for next weekend and going i have a good circle of friends and um i have a i have a place you know i'm I'm currently paying rent and i have a dog that i really love i really am in love with now and he's my yeah. like and who's like a part of the family and yeah it's all it's all great it's all good so it's it's ha- it's mostly happy memories really so it's all good so hopefully that um that's a nice nice that's a nice happy thought to end i think
Absolutely. Um, so anything else you want to add? Or, or what I would say though, you mentioned mentally sound, right? Because uh, you know the Ian Driver thing you said. Because yeah. I know we all, every time we always bring that up, that that interview, which I know like saved that show. <laughs> That's another memory that. <laughs> Do you remember how difficult that show was? <laughs> No, 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 no. Who I is think you get mixed up with Ian and. Jason. Oh, sorry, Jason. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Jason saved that. Yeah, show, Jason. Actually, Jason. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what it is when you mentioned that. Okay, yes, I mixed the two up. So I apologise. I, I was actually talking about um, that with a friend today, a friend who I'm involved with. In mm-hmm. you know, you know, remember Tom on the last show with Acorn. Mm-hmm. So I, I met it with a colleague called Fran today, who. Um, we're talking about how to take things forward about designing the flyer, and yeah, yeah. I was like, explaining to her. Like why we had to leave the last station. And I said to her, yeah, well, on one particular show, a show where we had a soldier on who was like, you know, going to talk about PTSD and stuff, we couldn't actually get in. <laughs> and the guy had to go for the fire escape, we were, yeah. We were literally minutes away from from going on air and we couldn't get in the damn studio. And, and once we got in the damn studio, we couldn't get out. I mean... I mean, it's funny because like it's nice because I know you were like you were you were starting to be like heavy involved in it round about then, yeah. and um, do you remember like I mean you compare that to the show now, and how fucking how so easy it is like like easy but like obviously we want to do a good job and we still prepare for it and everything but like I I love I, I mean obviously you know we've had a we, we had a rough transition to begin with. But now, like the last, like I said, the last couple of shows, which is why we've got some really, we get some really good responses, and um, and just I, I, you know, like when you do a show and you like, like I, like I felt this during this as well, like how relaxed but like fun it's been, just back and forth, like it's not like that's how it should be. It shouldn't be this thing of overthinking it, um, or of being mindful about what you're going to say, like like as in negatively i mean obviously you've got to be wary in certain situations and obviously we're being on fm frequency we've got to you know not swear and everything else but like i just mean we plan it to an extent but we we know what we're doing so we can kind of improvise and we let people let each other talk and and when i listened back to the last one which required like it shows as well because it it required no editing at all like i got the 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 sound spot on for the first time because obviously we've had like well i mean i say like I, I don't want to sound like I'm being overly critical of myself because um, a couple of times wasn't my problem, wasn't my fault. But um, like there was a problem with the board. Um, but yeah, just like I listened to the whole thing. And Brian, I think one, what there was one guest who, like towards halfway through, I said, "Could you move closer to the mic?" Um, and I just turned that up a little bit because he was a little bit too far away. But it was still clear enough. Um, but apart from that, like I was like I listened to the whole thing and I'm like going we're we we are really like churning a show out and it's good, like yeah. you know like I mean I listened for the first time I listened to it on a train on the journey yeah, yeah. back home and then I thought yeah good job I know it's nice that like because it's not like like you know when we go like we do that was a really good show like that finally went well like hopefully I, I'm hoping now like we can reach a point where we can churn them out and there's no issues and we just keep doing shows and. We have a steady block of like ten in a row where nothing goes wrong, and um, not that anything like usually went wrong, but I just mean um, we can. It's just, we we we're just get into a nice routine, like um, mm-hmm. and that's, it's starting to feel like that. Like I said, the last two or three shows in particular, um, yeah. and it's all like when when I listen to it, I'm like, it's great because we're talking about serious things. But then I listen to the introduction that me and you do, and I I think that was the best decision me and you made was that um. That we sit and we just chat to each other at the beginning because I think it then, I think what we didn't realize is we stumbled across a good system where we can talk with each other and, you know, let people know what we've been, how we've been. 
And well, then, we only did it. We only did it for ten minutes of the previous. Yeah, season. yeah. We, we allowed because there's so much things that happen in yeah. this world. I mean, two two thousand sixteen especially was massive. There was a lot of stuff happening, yeah, and, yeah. and I think this year's a lot of stuff happening as well. So you can't exactly congest that all in the ten minutes. I mean, you kind of like oh, um, that's true. You know, we and, and yeah, we it gives us about a good maybe fifteen, and then we can or whatever. Like yeah, like the first half an hour at least. But I, but what I meant is that like if, I don't know whether you think this, but when I listen to them back. Because, I mean, this is just, like, kind of the introduction in an hour because we get the time to do it and we've got, we're not pressed by, you know, commercials or anything like that. But, um, mm-hmm. and we've not got guests, you know, in this this show we haven't got a guest, so, um, or guests, guests, plural, in a, in Mentally Sound's case. But um, mm-hmm. what I like about it, what I say and I like about it, when I, when I listen to the two-hour full show, like, I listen to it back, what I mean is, like, when the, the first bit, it's, I, I think... I feel like it's a good indicate because it like it it slowly builds people into it, you know. Because we talk, yeah. we don't talk about something super serious. I mean, I know I have obviously because of circumstance, but I mean in general, it's like how you been, what we've been up to, and we mm-hmm. go back and forth. And then like it gives the show room to like we have a section on like if someone comes in and goes, oh, I'm here to talk about you know how my benefits got cut, or I'm here to talk about my personal story about my abuse problems or whatever. I, I think we've got enough of a balance there um, yeah. that it, it gives the show a license to do that. So it's not all like doom and gloom. And, and then we do mental health well, news and it's just silly. Yeah. It's silly, you know? Like we've got a good combination. I think, I think because of the rapport that we have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Inevitably, with everything we talk about, we always ended up on, 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 on a good note, like a, yeah, yeah. On, almost on a comedic note. So if we have talked about something really serious, then we we sort of like, we don't get gloomy about it. We We kind of like, you know, it's on. It's on with. It's on with. Pardon me. Sorry. It's onwards and upwards, and yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, and then we really, you know, in comes the first guest, and we just get get it get stuck. I know. Yeah. It. I, I felt really yeah. good about it. So that's good. So you say, yeah, um, <laughs> mentally sound next Friday at twelve till two p.m. Twelve till p.m. on the tenth of November. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to that as well because that's next week. Obviously, that'll be my last mentally sound before I turn thirty. Um, right. so that'll be interesting. Um, so tune in for those who are in the UK. Um, but anyway, cool. So that's a good way to wrap up. Um, uh, obviously, uh, at Vivid Ricky on the tweets. I'm at geek underscore apocalypse. Just very um, quickly, people who, people who live outside of the UK can still tune in if they go online, can't they? On Spice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, live they can. Obviously, iTunes they just pick it up, download it. But um, but yeah, um, as far as I know, I mean, I've not checked this, but I'm assuming so because I know for other other people who are on more regularly than we are. Um, I'm pretty certain they get people like you know listening and phoning even from other countries, so I'm assuming it's fine because it's like an online state, it's an online stream, I think basically. Mm-hmm. So it's not like an FM mm-hmm. thing because I I think it's basically done like BBC Newcastle and stuff who do it where you can just go on the website and listen to it live. Um, so yeah, so anyone outside the country, that's a good point. Uh, anyone outside the country, um, if you type in spicefm.co.uk. Um, they have a, a live stream and you like it says listen now or something on the top right and uh, you click on it and it just plays what's currently uh, what's currently on and we're on 12 till 2pm that's GMT time um, uh, and then I say we release it as a podcast this is the other mentally sound we do which is once a month uh, anyway so so yeah in terms of upcoming Geek Apocalypse shows um, I've been talking to a few people hoping to get the guys from the Engage podcast on to talk about Star Trek, the new, the new Star Trek series, which I still haven't seen because um, I'm going to binge watch it when they confirm they're going to come on. Um, and I thought for a birthday treat, 
either Ricky can interview me. I don't know whether he wants to do that because I thought it might be funny to have Ricky do like some research or something <laughs> and then just sit down and ask me some questions. He's burning questions he's wanted to ask. But um, the other thing I thought, because I've been I've been mentioning wanting to do this for a while, and I knew people. I know there's quite a few wanted to do this. This was like when I first came up with the idea. I was going to get my sister on, um, oh. and I've always wanted to get her on because I like because of the since I've had got my own place and I'm like grew, grew up or something. And the fact she's my older sister, or she's the older sibling, it might be fun to kind of reminisce with her because I've been having. She, she's the one who lives in Preston, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. She'd come. She'd come. She'd come. Well, she's well, she's yeah. coming. Well, she's coming. The reason I say that is because we might get an hour to do that because she's coming up, coming up for my birthday. Your birthday yeah. Um, okay. so I'm thinking there might be a possibility to do that. Um, yeah. so I might try and see if she'll sit down with me on me in my computer and uh, we'll we'll churn one out. Um, because I know she said she's a bit unsure about how much she can talk about her job currently because she's uh, a job's like uh, in a bit of turmoil, but um. Because she now works at Black, she's trying to get Blackpool Museum Museum off the ground, but that's hit a huge stumbling block. I don't know what I can, what else I can say about that, but that's basically it. Um, yeah. And um, so she's not sure what's happening with that. So, um, but obviously, like I can talk about, you know, growing up with me and like, I mean, because there's a twelve year age gap. So, um, and I think it would be interesting from that point of view. And she's a hugely into history. She's been on a couple of television shows. She was on Who Do You Think You Are for a couple of episodes. Um, yeah, she. Um, she also did, you know, that train documentary that, uh, what's the guy's name? The politician. Mike Batillo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit about trains and Preston doing the wool, the, the Preston doing the wool factories. Uh, I think it's the wool factories or something like that. Um, I know that was what Lancashire was known for. She, there's a, there's a bit where he goes to, um, Preston Museum and me sister does it. And she t- talks. Oh, she talks. Yeah, about, I wish you'd, I wish uh, you'd uh, mention that earlier. Oh, that was a long, quite a long time ago, obviously. But yeah, I'll try and get the clip for you. But um, who were the celebs involved in? Who do you think you are? Where she appeared on? I can't remember. But um, it was uh, it was to do with um, you know what I think who I think it might have been. Yeah. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. What was the girl's name? Oh, you, I'm, you might. I'm sure you're going to know this, right? Just let me try and think of who I'm referring to because the pictures in my head. Um, she was like a comedian not like sandy toxvig but similar she had like um she was like she used to like have like quite eccentric clothes on like a rip like but the thing my first one was like a rainbowish type color and she had like silly glasses she wasn't like uh, I'm, I'm not thinking of um lily savage i mean like what the fuck was her name she was like a comedian or something and she had like blonde hair but she used to she used to have like lots of dye and she was quite like punkish um uh-huh. Uh, I can't remember her name. Like, I, 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 um, picture, like, is right in my head. I know exactly what she looks like, but I've got no idea Jenny, what her name is. Jenny, Jenny, Claire. Jenny Claire, that's the one. That's it. Is it? Yes. I think, was she on Jenny, was she on Who Do You Think You Are? Maybe. Let's have a look. That was a bit of a stab in the dark, because I, I didn't know she, she appeared on that program, but. Yeah, that's the one. Jenny Claire. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I she, I, well, she I was, shared... a, maybe it's not Who Do You Think You Are, but she was in something, which was about an historical thing. And there's a clip because my sister showed me it before it went on the air because I she knew I didn't watch TV, so my sister mm-hmm. sent me the clip because the producer sent me the bit where she was in, like she she sent it to them for her to look at, so she uh, attached it in an email. So I might still have it actually, it might be still in my emails, but um, she sent me it and I'm sure it was it something to do with her. Maybe I'm wrong. This is this is what's interesting. If I get my sister on, I can ask her about it <laughs> and go like, was it who do you think you are? Maybe I don't know. 
I'm sure it was who you think you are. She was in something. But it was something to do with, like, I don't know, like, slave slave trade or something in Lancashire. You see, my, my sister being that she's, like, spent her whole career virtually in Lancashire doing the stuff she does as a curator and stuff, that she knows a lot of stuff about that. Um, so, particularly about, like, the, the, the wool industry, the wool factories in Manchester um, okay. and stuff like that, you know, um, because that was obviously start of the Industrial Revolution. So... Yeah, um, interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I've the first thing that comes up, you type in Jenny and Claire, right? And I said, "Who do you think you are?" And it says, "Jenny and Claire on the menopause and getting older." <laughs> yeah. And also, Jenny and Claire performs in her undies. Uh, this is oh, chortle. Is, is she she appears in Grumpy Old Woman. Ah, yeah, country. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I used to like. I used to watch the men version of that. So it can be quite funny with Arthur Smith just moaning about shit. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> right. Anywho, um, obviously, if you like enjoyed this podcast, um, as I said, at Vivid Ricky on the tweets, I'm at Geek underscore Apocalypse. If you're interested in Mentally Sound, which we just touched on, if you type Mentally Sound on iTunes, you'll find it, and it's at underscore Mentally Sound on Twitter for that. And uh, like I say, hopefully, get my uh, sister on, and I'll announce any other guests uh, in the coming future for November. So obviously, at November now, and as I said, I'm turning thirty next weekend. Um, so there might be a slight delay from the episode past this one because uh, obviously I've got stuff to do but um, just thank you for listening and thank you for your support everybody and I'll uh, end the podcast like I always end in the words of the great B-movie robot Josh Crash and Burn and we'll see you very soon for another edition of the Geek Heartless Podcast thanks guys bye cheers